Welcome to At The Counter One Shots, the podcast that takes the nerdy questions and discussions held at the counter of your local comic book shop and brings them to the internet. And for the record, we're, we're sorry. sorry. I'm Marcus Antea. And I'm Christian Kenty. ATC One Shots take all the fun and geekery of the full podcast and puts it into bite-sized chunks. <clears throat> all right, Christian, what's today's one shot? Today's one shot, we're going to be talking about watchable children's television. Yes, this came up during our last podcast uh, on the Toys, 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 and we tangented over there and went, that's a good idea, write that down. So these are kids shows that should your kid be watching them and you're in the same room, you might actually want to watch (laughs) with your kids and not... And not just feel obligated to watch with your kids, but you're actually cool to watch it. Actually less obligated and more horrified. That, well, I mean, like in if you get case, certain yeah. uh, certain shows that we'll get to it a different one that are just you can't watch them without wanting to punch the TV. Yeah, uh, but we'll save that one. We'll do the good ones today. We'll do the good we're in, ones. We're, we're in, a, we're we're in positive positivity. Mood. Yeah, doing some positivity today. So uh, give us one, Christian. You got the younger kids now. Well, I mean, mine's kind of the big one that most most of the parents out there will recognize now. It's an Australian television show about. A little blue healer and her family, and her name's Bluey, and she's got her sister Bingo, and her dad Bandit, Bluey, Bingo, Bandit, and Chili, and it's like I love it because they didn't like pull back on no, these are dog names, yeah, uh, <laughs> and they're dogs, right? But it's the games that they play as a family, the the things that they play, just messing around and make believe and stuff like that. The thing that makes it super watchable is the parents are hyper realistic. Uh, <laughs> like their attitude and mannerism is very much, oh my gosh, yeah. So that's how I react when my kids say stuff, right? But they're super on board with everything their kids want to want to play, and they buy into the whole thing, right? But there are just those moments where it's like the greatest. One of, one of the best ones was. Uh, they're just lounging around and the girls are asking about, well, is mom your true love? And he's like, yes, she's my true love. How do you know she's your true love? Well, it's because she's always there for me. And then they go off on this tangent and want to play this game called Tickle Crabs. (gasps) Tickle Crabs! No, not Tickle Crabs. My true love will be here for me, right? And she's like, see ya! And takes off. (laughs) And literally runs towards the proverbial camera and just off screen and takes off and the whole game he's like if only i had my true love (laughs) but it's everything they do is so much like that and where's that Um, that's uh you can watch it on disney plus there's two seasons on disney plus and when i say seasons they're like 50 episodes a season oh wow yeah there's a ton of content are they half hours Um, or no they're they're eight to ten minutes okay so they're shorts uh, which I don't know if that's the same terminology for Australian television, but it's a great, that's another thing that makes it really watchable is it's really short. Yeah. So your buy-in is not a lot. And I mean, you're not stuck on, you know, can bluey tire shoes for half an hour. Yeah. It's, this is the game. This is the thing. And they're, they're really good, relatable lessons for the kids. Um, and bluey and her sister, they, and they don't shy away from stuff. Too and much. it is animated. It is animated. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it'd be really tough to do that with real dogs. Real dogs, but, animated like, mouse. Yeah, they don't they don't shy away from certain topics. Like in the one, uh, they're playing a game and they come across on the street a a bird that had been hurt, 
and they don't cozy it up and make it okay. They just, it's Bluey walking through how to deal with that emotion because they, they get the bird, they put it in the shoebox and take it to the vet. And at the vet, the spoiler alert, but the, the bird dies. Right. And this is like two minutes into the episode is like, Oh my gosh, this is like, <laughs> what is this? Uh, but then she goes through the process of everything that happened and uses her sister as the bird and stuff, you know, and, and turns it into a game. And is like, well, no, you're supposed to die. It's supposed to be bad news. And mom's like, are you sure? Because you just did that. Yeah. Right. Can we make it? You want me to make it OK? No, no, no. It's all right. And she's just processing the emotion. Right. Uh, there's tons of good content like that in this show. And the parents are hilarious. <laughs> like they're just the greatest. I'll have to give so, uh, William a try on yeah. it. Now, when we say kids, how young are we talking? Here? I mean, my kids are five and seven. And so that's where our wheelhouse of things are. Uh, I try and push a little more into some of the not older kid stuff, but push some. I mean, I'm a big superhero guy, right? So we watch like Ultimate Spider-Man and and some some of the Avengers shows and animated stuff that's available on Disney, right? Um, <clears throat> but in general, they but I would qualify those of, as of other things. Teen, those, yeah, those are teen. preteen to teen, but they're accessible for yeah. young children. Right. They're not too scary. Uh, you can kind of walk around episodes that are going to be a little more intense like that. And, you know, kids aren't big on continuity at that age. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> see, I'm I'm AJ's going to start calling me on it soon. <laughs> it's like, but that did it. What happened in the last episode? Yeah. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, my go to, as you know, is uh, the pinnacle program that merges watchability for children and adults for me. Is Phineas and Ferb? See, and I haven't so watched so much and Ferb. stuff. I know you haven't watched yeah. it, but you really should. And your kids are AJ's getting to the age They're where just he about just point, about yeah. there, and it will not disappoint. There are so many adult jokes, not adult jokes, but jokes that adults will get and kids don't. There's like one of my favorite ones is there's a running gag where the delivery men will go. Aren't you a little young to be building, you know, a giant roller coaster? And he'd go, why, yes. Yes, I am. And then they don't <laughs> say anything more about it. And it just goes on like normal. But the one time they've got these two delivery guys delivering stuff. And the, the younger delivery guy goes, aren't you a little young to be building a particle accelerator? And the, the older business, the older delivery goes, yes. Yes, he is. Sorry, Phineas. He's new. That's okay. Like, <laughs> there's so many little tiny jokes, all the stuff with Doofenshmirtz, the backstories. It's imminently watchable. Yeah. And there are two main offshoot ones. One is the Marvel one. It's a two-parter with Marvel where Spider-Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, I think that's it, Avengers come, and they fight MODOK, um, Whip Whiplash. Yep. Is that Whiplash's name? Yep. Modoc, Whiplash, the Red Skull, and might be the Abomination. I can't remember. Okay. Um, but Phineas and Ferb accidentally steal and switch their powers. Oh, okay. And so they're trying to fix it, and they go to the SHED, the S-H-E-D, and I don't remember what the acronym is, but it's like a little playhouse. And when they open the door and walk in, 
it's this massive lab. And Tony Stark goes, wow, how'd you do that? And Phineas goes, oh, it's just some old 1950s British technology. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Which nobody gets unless you get it. <laughs> and there's so many of those little jokes in there that are just for adults to keep it so that you don't go insane. I, I don't even watch the thing you're referencing, and I totally got that. Yep. <laughs> even to the fact that it's an acronym. Yep, yep. <laughs> and not only that, uh, there's also the Star Wars one, which we've talked about many times, yeah. where they've, instead of redoing the Star Wars story with their own characters, they did a secondary story that fits in and amongst everything. Yeah. And it's really funny. And that's the one that I got I to gotta kick into. You really got to watch that yeah. one because it's worth it. Yeah. It's so good. Um, like, again, I'm not going to ruin anything because it's an old story. They happen to be on the Death Star at the same time as Luke. Yeah. And they see, they they help discover the exhaust port. They're the ones who did the analysis and found the exhaust port and sent it to the Rebellion. And they're standing there, and they are looking out a window, and they go, "Hey, that looks like Luke. He should be able to hit that that exhaust port, no problem. It's it's only about as big as a womp rat." And then there's about a beat, and he goes, "Yeah, we should get out of here." <laughs> like there's so many things like that, and it's such a good show. It never disappoints. It's so as far as watchable with your kids, that is probably number one. Anything else for you? Like, I, you I don't know that there's a ton else that I get into. Like I can, there's, it's weird because there's almost three categories. There's stuff that I'm I'm cool to watch with my kids. Blue is top of my list right yeah. now. I'm I'm <laughs> to the fact that at Charlotte's birthday on Friday, uh, somebody one of the other one of my nieces was amazed that I knew what Bluey was or right. that um, I I could relate to the way that I do with comic book things or star Wars stuff, the same and reference bluey the same way and have like a favorite episode or something yeah. like that. And she didn't believe it. Right. <laughs> My wife was telling her, you know, yeah, yeah. Christian has a favorite bluey episode. Go ask him what it is. And I said, Oh, without, without doubt, the grannies, uh, <laughs> because the two of them act like grannies <laughs> and it's the most hilarious thing. So there's, there's shows that, I can enjoy watching. There's shows that I can tolerate. Yeah. And then there are shows that I just can't. Um, <laughs> and like Paw Patrol kind of falls into the tolerate category right. for me. There's enough there that's, you know, all right, I can, I can kind of handle it. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way for it, but I can handle it. Boss Baby was one of the ones that we were watching for a while before Bluey came along. And that one I actually enjoyed watching because he is just the most hilarious character. Like yeah. A little baby who runs a multinational, right? Like this imaginary multi and, and the things that, well, the thing they trade in being baby love of is a love for babies down with puppies, <laughs> right? It's, it's every bad joke you've ever wanted to make about babies and puppies in a TV show. Um, now I haven't watched the new one cause they did a movie which was Alec Baldwin in, yep. in the main voice role. And then they did the series, which was Boss Baby Back in Business, which was a Netflix series. And then they did a second movie, which kind of followed that up. And it was they grew up and the one the older brother had a daughter who was also Baby Corp, Boss Baby yeah. type of thing. 
I haven't seen that yet. And then they did a follow up series now to that. So I'm almost like, well, maybe we need to get back into this <laughs> and come back around to it. So, well, when you watch something like um, Fraggle Rock, Fraggle oh, Rock, I don't know how much know, of my it. My kids would be into Fraggle Rock. Well, I don't know how much of it is nostalgia for what you watch as a kid, yeah. as opposed to just being able to watch it because your kids are watching. It. I kind of, I kind of feel that way with uh, they. They've got a newer Muppet Babies series. Oh, now. do they? Yeah, and again, I don't know if I like it because it's Muppets and I'm just a Muppet head. Or I like it because it's legitimately a good series. <laughs> like it's it's legit a good series, but I don't know if that's why I can watch it, right? Or I enjoy it. Um, one that I had no problem getting into, and it is a little older kids. It's preteen to teen, uh, and that is uh, Gravity Falls. That one I watched. Gravity Falls is got so many levels. This is one of the few things that I've taken, and no offense, Jack, but I've taken Jack's advice on this one because he sold me on it. Uh, and I, I saw it come up when like Disney first came out. It was one of the earlier things yeah. they had on there. And I went, all right, I got nothing else to watch right now. Let's throw this on and see. And I'm not big on that style of animation either. Yeah. Normally. Um, you know, that... Adult Swim, Rick and Morty type of yeah. type of thing, and I haven't watched much of Rick and Morty I either. either. I'm not a big... I, I the one I watched had me laughing, and so I want to dabble into it, but I don't want to jump in late. I want to be able to kind yeah. of take it fresh. But from that's the also Adult Swim, right? that's and that's not Adult Swim. That's not show, no, that's not at all. Um, but Gravity Falls was definitely one of those that caught my attention after episode one and i went okay and i just binged through the series which is weird for me on an animated well and it's funny because there are so many hidden clues hidden oh yeah it's like the once every if i'm not mistaken the end of every episode it flashes up a page quote unquote from one of the books that has stuff to translate and nerds because nerds are gonna nerd they have gone and translated everything and the makers of this went crazy to hide things to foreshadow to do everything i will say that's something that doesn't come up often is a is a good properly used foreshadowing but that's a whole other episode of its own the the problem with this topic and the reason we can't go very long is because there's not a lot there isn't it's i mean and again my my kids are at the age where most of what they want to watch is unwatchable they they gravitate towards you we were talking about before they gravitate towards youtubers and stuff and i just have so little patience for youtubers I get that, but YouTube <laughs> is not what we're talking about at all. That's fan-made content. Yeah. I'm talking about, we're talking about stuff that is put out like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah there's my only kid, so much of that I can handle. My kid is, like my my 18-year-old has the mentality of a 10-year-old. Yeah. He loves Mickey Mouse. He will watch Mickey Mouse and Handy Manny and all these others. Handy Manny's one that's not horrible to watch. I haven't, he, I haven't watched that. Handy one. Manny is good because it's problem solving. Yeah. It's attention to detail. He's always careful. Like, it's got some really good life lessons. Yeah. And there's also a cute little through story. Like, uh, things grow, people get married. Like, there's actually a, a fairly decent amount of 
lore involved in dealing with this this world of sheet okay. rock hills. Okay. Which is hilarious because if you don't know what it is, it's funny. Yeah. What was the other one? I just had it. Uh, Blaze and the Monster Machines. I can kind of handle that one. I don't know that one. It's uh, this monster truck character named Blaze, and he is a monster truck. And, like, all of the other main characters are monster trucks. And there are humans in it because Blaze is... It, weirdly enough, he's, like, the only person that has a driver. Um, like, he has a driver named AJ, which for us is hilarious. Not why he watches it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> again, I can handle one of those at a time and be, be cool with it. It's more in the tolerate category for me, but... Um, but I like it because it, it handles like physics, right? It's talking about, and I mean, it handles some of the basics of math and, and other things, you know, as far as early learning, but it handles basics of physics. Like, okay, what is, you know, what's our trajectory? And the fact that my seven or six year old at the time knew the word trajectory was amazing yeah. uh, and understood what it meant. Like, like, and he obviously gets things on a different level, but, um, yeah, he was just, he's right into it. Cause it's, it's a, it's a full lesson in, in whatever it is they're teaching. It's not just, Oh, one plus one is two. <laughs> Cause everybody's done that. It's done. We don't need new shows like that. Yeah. It's fine. Right. Um, but yeah, like I said, one at a time I can handle it and I'm okay with him watching two or three of them. I just can't sit there with him. If we want to dig <laughs> deep heavy. to the past, um, Howdy Doody... No, I'm kidding. Not that deep. Howdy Doody is not watchable. No, no I'm kidding. Um, for me, that... Nor should your children be watching Howdy Doody. The one I was going to go with <laughs> is The Hilarious House of Frightenstein. I don't know that one. You don't know... What do you mean you don't know that one? Maybe I do. What am I missing? Oh, my God. Connect the It dots. was uh, Billy Van, a uh, Canadian actor. It was all shot in Hamilton. Uh, he played 80% of the characters. He was a Dracula type. He had this big, huge dude named Igor, who is his sidekick. Sorry, live action animation. Live action. Live action, okay. Um, but then they also had, they were all little vignettes. Little crazy little sketches. Um, they had Griselda the Witch. They had the Swami, who was fortune teller. They had Wolfman Jack who is an actual werewolf who would play things like jumping Jack flash and then step in front of a green screen where it would be like psychedelic color swirls. And then he would go into negative and be opposite color. It was like a complete drug trip. And then they had one guy called the professor. Okay. And the professor was an actual U of T physics professor. Okay. That would come on and explain high concept physics to children but would not dumb it down he would say and we will go and we will look here upon our apparatus and our apparatus has a power source here which creates heat which creates steam which causes the steam engine to move as it you know like it was all high concept stuff yeah but he didn't dumb it down for kids it was the most bizarre show and the funniest part was once a year they would pay to have Vincent Price come in and read some poetry <laughs> of holding a skull or having a raven on his shoulder. 
And he every night at the end of the show, Vincent Price would say, <clears throat> the castle lights are growing dim. There's no one left but me and him, referring to the Frankenstein monster that will not live. When next you come to Frightenstone, don't come alone. <laughs> and it was this bizarre, whacked out thing meant for kids, but it's got so many levels on it that you can watch it now as an adult. Wow. And it's hilarious. Uh, I'm, I was not familiar. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, it was in the 70s, yeah. so I guess that makes sense that it's back in reruns. There's a couple of you can find it online, yeah. like on a streaming yeah, service. I don't know which one it is, but it is worth a look because it is so strange. Yeah. They had like, uh, oh, they had Ooga Booga, who was a um, uh, jungle explorer, had the pith helmet and everything okay. else. And he would do little little vignettes about creatures and give you real information about this spider or that snake or the wallaby or whatever it is. In the middle of this weird little children's show, like it was an absolute <laughs> drug trip of a show. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, if, yeah, we sh if you haven't seen it, guys, some of the older people like me who listen, you'll already know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, the hilarious house of Frightenstone, or Frightenstein, Frightenstein. Sorry, hilarious house of Frightenstein, yeah. and it is a bizarre show, but well worth a look. That's the other one we've been getting nostalgic about it. Uh, the one I've been bringing back uh, for our kids is the older version of Ducktales. Mm -hmm. Ooh, <laughs> because you almost can't say it without yep. it. You hear it in your head every time you say it. Um, we watched a bunch of it this week too, uh, and it's not the first time we've watched these with our kids. But and then Disney has remade it now. Yeah. Um, I watched like the first it's one. It's not I don't as know good. I, yeah. There's there's an indefinable quality about the first the original. I also that's just, really hate the animation yeah. style. The new yeah, one. it's it's a different animation style. They need to not do that. Uh, the original <laughs> one, and, and again that whole. That whole Disney morning thing, yeah, with Ducktales and Darkwing Duck and Tailspin and Gummy Bears and Chippendales Rescue yeah. Rangers, they were all multi-level stuff. Yeah. You kids could watch it; the adults would watch it. There's, I just caught a reference in one of the Ducktales episodes yesterday that I hadn't caught before, and it was when Launchpad first shows up, uh, and he's trying to pull this plane out of the water and he gets attacked by a snake and he went ah i hate snakes no wait that's enough that's a different guy <laughs> i love snakes <laughs> i had never caught yeah. that before <laughs> and I was like, again oh my god i turned to chris and i said there's an indiana jones reference in this she went what i said he hates snakes he doesn't hate snakes you know and it was lost on yeah. it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I one of the things I remember from Tailspin, which was a bizarre show. It was a very strange show. Because Baloo flew a plane and Shere Khan was a businessman. Like, yeah. they went, we have all these characters doing nothing. Let's do something with them. But they had the pirate and he yells at them. And we used this as a quote for years. His, shoot them a lot. Perforate them. Is the, is the quote, which as a kid, you perforate them. What the hell does that mean? It's just funny. Shoot them a lot. Perforate them, which 
is funny. Yeah. But you don't get simple, it as a it's kid. It's a simple funny. It's right? a simple funny. Yeah. It's a good line. <laughs> so a lot of the older Disney cartoons from the 80s had a lot of multi-level stuff. Because I think they just, some of the animators wanted to amuse themselves. Well, I mean, that's more or less what half of the things being made at the time were, right? It's like, all right, how can we have some fun with this? Yeah. Right? That's the one, Maybe and maybe I missed it. And going into DuckTales in a bit more... Um, a bit more detail on it. Who are Huey doing Louie's parents? <laughs> uh, it's Donald's sister, but that have disappeared. Okay. I, I don't know if I ever caught that part or if it was just not explained. It was explained once was and sort okay. of never again. In the new I'm one. Like, Wait a minute. Uncle Donald, Uncle Scrooge. These ducks not have parents? <laughs> they were left as eggs. They, yeah. <laughs> Donald is their uncle. Yeah. Scrooge is their the great, great uncle. uncle. Yeah, that I knew. Um, but yeah, it was like, wait a minute. There's, Which is, there's no parental involvement here. And I, I For a while, I wasn't sure if it was if it was the less traditional usage of the term uncle no. Donald. Uh, I, I kind of reflected on that for a minute. I'm like, nah, this is familial. This, this is, is Disney, this, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, um, that's why I liked going back to... Um, uh, gravity falls i like the term grunkle 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 i just thought that was funny grunkle stan the other one i just thought of animaniacs 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 was much like the original looney tunes it was made that and tiny Toon avengers yeah definitely made for adults yeah but kids could watch it yeah yeah, they were, they just kind of crested the to the point of where my parents weren't thrilled when we wanted to watch Animaniacs. Animaniacs because they were getting the, the adult jokes in and like you, you shouldn't be watching this, um, <laughs> without you know obviously There's without realizing that, that no we don't get it like <laughs> it's funny to us for a different reason. There's there's the most famous one. Was when uh, Wacko was or Yako was uh, a detective, and he says to uh, everybody, "We goes, we need to find Prince." And Dot goes, "I found Prince, and it's holding like the artist Prince." And he goes, "No fingerprints." And he looks at her and grins, and she says, <laughs> "I don't think so," and throws him <laughs> out the window. <laughs> Nothing. You don't get that as a kid, but as an adult, you're like. Did they, honest to God, just <laughs> say oh, that? we shouldn't be watching this. Did they just say that? Oh, my God. Like, Simpsons was never really for kids. No, it was. But that was, was deliberately higher stuff. Like, yeah. Simpsons is a whole other yeah. podcast in and of itself. Yeah. But, yeah, Animaniacs crested that line super fine. Well, because The Simpsons, and we'll touch on it shortly, The Simpsons was a little more on the nose about that sort of yeah. thing, right? Whereas some of the, especially Animaniacs, were like, oh, we're going to make the joke. We're just going to make it so only a few people are going to yeah. get it. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like the you know, uh, I hate snakes. Even some oh, of the adults are going to pause for a yeah. second on that one and go, well, it's like the, I hate snakes. No, wait a minute, I don't. Yeah. That's the other guy. Or 1950s science fiction technology. Like, yeah. it's it, those are jokes that only hit certain people. So, um, I think we should also take a look at um, pop culture uh, conspiracy theories. Ooh, that would be okay. a fun one to do. That would be fun. So, write that down. But yeah, so I think we've hit about where we can for watchable children's shows. 
So I mean, you can you can let, let us, us know. know if there's one that you find watchable that we didn't talk about. Uh, if you have a favorite episode of Phineas and Ferb or Bluey or or anything that we've talked about, then toss that in the comments and Ooh, we'll reboot. Reboot is reboot was good. Reboot for that was too. another one. Yeah, that's that's again that was eighties. Well, that was it was early nineties, wasn't it? It might. Have. Oh yeah, it would have been early nineties. Would have been early nineties. Yeah, I was in college. Yeah, because it was early, early CGI. That yeah, was yeah the first right? all CGI yeah. and Canadian. Yes, yes, Canadian show. I think I have the best a, animation. I think I have a hack and slash <laughs> in the toy box somewhere yeah. put away. Yeah, I think I, we might still have a few of them out on the. You have a couple of the small figurines. I had the yeah. tall. Yeah, the big ones. The big ones. I remember what was it? Uh, mainframe, the bad guy. Was oh, that, that megabyte. No, megabyte. That guy freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> they did a reboot of it. Uh, reboot yeah. of reboot. Uh, called uh, Reboot the Guardian Code. And it was interesting. Yeah, I started watching. That's the one with the kids outside, and then it's live action, and then they go into the yes. game. Yeah. I watched, like, the first one, and, it, and for me, I was trying to yeah. be nostalgic about it, and I'm like, it's just not Well, it right. was okay, but I think the last episode of the first season, they actually go to Mainframe and meet Bob and Doc oh, okay. and everybody, and that's the one that you go, Okay, I've been waiting for this. I've been really waiting for yeah. this. Um, so that's worth a look. But just that one episode, really. Everything else was kind of meh. Yeah. But then some of the new stuff that's coming out, uh, Camp Cretaceous is really good. Pacific Rim one is really quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one. Oh, the, it's bizarre but kind of compelling is the Fast and Furious one. Oh, really? There's a teenager yeah, the Fast spy, and Furious. Spy yeah, spy something. something. It's all right. Yeah. It's not horrible. I kind of said, well, I watched all the other Fast and Furious stuff. This came across my screen. Let me take a look. I watched a few episodes. It's all right. Is it all about family? Yeah, it's always, <laughs> all, about, it's always all about family. Come on. Dom's in it. Occasionally, he pops in. Then Vin Diesel pops in. He probably voiced it, too. He right? did. Oh, he no, I did. He's an executive producer. Is he? Oh, yeah. He has yeah. to be. <laughs> Uh, respect he's, Vin Diesel. He's the only executive producer yeah. uh, that's been on every one of the Fast and Furious movies. It's his baby, right? Yeah. So anything that goes really on, can't mess with it. Yeah. Can't mess with it without messing with him. So he's executive producer on it. All right, that puts us at thirty-one minutes. I think we'll wrap. That I think one up we'll there. wrap that one up for this uh, thing. But again, let us know if we missed anything or if you got something you tell us. Well, that question has been asked and answered. But we still need more questions, so please send any of your nerdy questions to Christian at FrugalDutchman.com or join us on Facebook at TFDATC. That's the Frugal Dutchman at the counter. So join us next time for more thoughtful answers to pointless questions, and we'll see you at the counter. counter.